0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. And if you're listening to our show for the first time, if you have a question about what we're talking about, always feel free to give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242 definitely visit us online at www.taraenolan.com. While you're at my website, click on the radio page. And there you can check out the past shows. We do a lot of educational topics. And in fact, today's show is going to be number three in a series that we've been doing. So you definitely want to check out the past shows and subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. But don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face meeting. So, Um, Before we jump into the topic today, Tony, remind me, this is number three in a series that we've been doing?
0: That's right. Uh, This is the third in a trilogy of shows. The series started with, uh, three weeks ago, retirement planning for couples. And then last week, we did retirement planning for singles. And today, I know we're talking about, you want to talk about retirement strategy after a divorce. And so I think that covers everyone in the known universe. Uh, All three uh, categories would uh, cover pretty much everyone out there. So uh, this is going to be a great topic. I mean, it's a tough thing. It's it's a difficult thing. And, you know, it's a pretty heavy subject, but it's valuable for our listeners because chances are, uh, even if you haven't gone through a divorce yourself, somebody you're close to probably has. And we all know that, you know, we all know the toll it can take on someone. And, when you throw finances into the mix, well, uh, the process just becomes that much harder, right?
1: Well, you know, it definitely does, Tony, because there's always that emotional turmoil that happens. You know, very Every now and again, you hear about a divorce, it was amicable, but it, it's always tough and there's a lot of emotion around it. And especially if there's children in the mix and, and it can just get protracted and it can involve real estate and property and money and investments and it's it's very, definitely something you want to take a look at and have a strategy if you unfortunately have to go through the situation or, Tony, you might be able to support someone that, you know, that's going through the situation.
0: Yeah, I think that's really, you know, that, that's really important and you want to be supportive. And it is a tough time for a lot of folks. Um, you know, uh, there isn't much that lasts forever these days. And for millions of people out there, that includes marriage. Um, so, so what does this look like? What else do you want to talk about uh, regarding this today?
1: So Tony, you know, it's, it's, I really agree with you about this topic of divorce. And, you know, as you can imagine during the divorce process, there's pensions and retirement accounts that are often at the top of both spouses wish lists for what they want to walk away with after the divorce, because that's one of the natural things, right? You feel like, well, this is what I earned. So this is mine. And especially it gets difficult, Tony, when there's kids, if one of the spouses has put their career on hold or wasn't able to contribute because of the way they were raising the kids. So that can get very, let's call it a very gray area. And so it's really important to have a good plan and and try to work with somebody that can help you sort through it that's not emotionally directly involved.
0: Oh, that's really good advice. Uh, And you want to have a plan in place Uh, and there's a lot to do uh, during a divorce regarding your financial planning and retirement planning, especially if you're near retirement or in retirement. Uh, I would imagine that includes a lot of folks out there. Um, So what does this look like?
1: Well, I mean, obviously, you don't want to plan for divorce because that's a little pessimistic. But if you find yourself, you're approaching this situation. I think one of the keys, Tony, is that you You really have to sit down and have that open and consistent communication. So if you realize that situation is upon you and you are going to have a divorce, you really need to be able to sit down with your spouse and and together examine the assets. And then from there, you come up with a plan about how you're going to divide those assets in a way that you can both live with. And remember, you know, neither spouse is going to get everything they want. So a little give and take is essential And then obviously, Tony, this process should include some kind of a keen examination of any and all retirement accounts. And then additionally, Tony, an agreement that's handed out only between you and your spouse may not hold up in court. So if the divorce process becomes more hostile, it may be wise to work with an attorney and a financial services professional so that you can come up with a plan that you both can live with and then can survive that legal process because- You know, I do this in business all the time is we always try to put together contracts and have conversations when we're getting along, because when you're in a fight, it's really hard to be that professional person you would like to think you are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I think you got a, a good point. And along those same lines, it seems to me like it would be important to really understand the rules that govern those retirement accounts, because in some cases those rules require you to spell out how the assets would be divided.
1: You know, exactly, Tony, and it's specific counts. You should have the accounts listed and be very clearly defined in any divorce settlement agreement. So that's going to help you divide the assets properly. You know, let me give you an example. So the thrift savings plan, we have a lot of, of military people in our town, which is a defined contribution plan and it's made available to federal employees and military, like I just said. So It mandates that the strategy's plan assets be clearly defined and labeled as TSP balance in any divorce settlement. So it's very important that the informal agreement between two divorcing spouses, while it isn't legally a binding enough for a rollover, that it's a starting spot. So the divorce decree must actually specifically state something along the lines of the spouse is entitled to X number percent of the account holder's TSP balance. And so if that doesn't make if it doesn't make the statement, the account holder spouse doesn't receive a dime. So no matter what any agreements may say, you know, it all comes down to the paperwork. You want to make sure that the paperwork is done correctly.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, what about when there's a debt in a retirement plan and someone gets divorced?
1: OK, Tony, so this is this is a great question. And you've really got to be on your A game today with that kind of a question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Because <laughs> it can you know, we're, we can fight over uh, assets, but debt is, is a different conversation. And it, it can vary from state to state. And debt that's sitting in a retirement account can be considered a joint obligation. So this is this can get very touchy when you're already having a divorce situation. But let's just let's step back and take an example of how you can have debt in a retirement account. For example, if the policy-holding spouse took out, let's say, a $100,000 loan from their $200,000 401k, so a 50-50 split is likely to be calculated for the remaining balance, right? So the only wrinkle is if the divorce decree spells out that the $100,000 loan must be repaid before the division occurs.
0: It's been a great discussion so far. You've given us a lot to think about. And, you know, as you noted in the first segment, this probably isn't the most fun topic. But the fact that divorce is a reality for so many Americans, it, it, it's a vital one. Uh, what do you have next for us?
1: Well, I you know the next place, Tony, I think we need to look at is pensions. And, you know, generally the division of individual retirement accounts, IRAs, is a very simple, right? There's an account and then it's pretty easy to divide the the accounts up. But what's more difficult, Tony, is when we have to have a divorce decree or the qualified domestic relations order, how that's used to transfer balances from one spouse to another. And though this division of funds is ultimately set by a court order, there are a lot of factors that can play into deciding how monthly benefits are going to be split. And as you've already probably guessed, Tony, pension money that was earned during the marriage is most often considered joint property and therefore it's likely to be the subject of division during a divorce. And that's, that can get very touchy.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. So this is a tough situation. And I know from our previous discussions, Tara, uh, on pensions and things of that nature, that a lot of them do have survivor benefits. So how does a plan survivor benefits factor into this divorce process?
1: Well, Tony, I'm glad you're, you asked this question because, of course, the answer is always going to be it depends. But, <laughs> but, but in some cases, Tony, the non-working spouse can actually choose to keep the survivor benefit that they've been de- designated to receive. And in some scenarios, the monthly benefit can be divided between the non-working spouse and the account holder with the survivor benefit retained. So you can waive it. It can be transferred. It really depends on that language of the divorce agreement. But Tony, this is that area where the non-working spouse is really going to want to do their homework. And Tony, this is always a, an interesting conversation to me because generally the non-working spouse is at home taking care of children. And I would say that that is definitely work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, definitely.
1: But if you are the non-working spouse, you definitely want to do your homework and understand what you, what you are entitled to and that. You might be better off to waive that survivor benefit in exchange for some working spouse purchasing a life insurance policy that names them as the beneficiary. So there's, there's just different ways to, to get after it. But at the end of the day, Tony, we're trying to help a divorce situation set both people up for success as best as we can.
0: Wow. This really is a lot to take in. Uh, maybe you could walk us through some of the general financial steps that a person should take if they're going through a divorce
1: that's great, Tony. Let's do that. Let's let's just let's give some go do's. That's always a little easier to talk about. So um, you're right, Tony. It is a lot to take in. But with with a lot of other parts of our personal finances, a deep breath, a calm mind and a strong strategy can make all the difference. So earlier in the show today, Tony, we talked about homework. And, you know, Tony, we always seem like when we have to talk about money, we have to talk about homework and budgets. When do we get to do the fun stuff? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so, but let's circle back to the homework. So when we're dealing with a divorce, it's really critical to have a grasp of the rules about how your various accounts are going to be divided. So you have to remember the non-participating or non-owner spouse is entitled to all the information regarding retirement plans and account balances. So you should also note that the rules about dividing pensions and other retirement assets are different in a different state. So your divorce in Arizona can look very different than a divorce in Florida or Colorado. So step one is do your homework and know what know what assets are out there on the table.
0: And don't just sense. compare them to your uh, a friend or relative's divorce. Uh, in another state because it might be completely different, as you say. I think that's a really good point as well. And it it all makes sense to me, Tara. Another thing that you mentioned earlier in the show is relying on professionals to help you through the process, like an attorney and like someone like yourself, a financial professional. And I, I bet that's something that can't be overemphasized enough.
1: Well, absolutely, Tony, because who's ever studied up for divorce? Why would you know the rules? Right. And, and why would you even know where to go look for those rules? So, I mean, I certainly wouldn't. And so I am a firm believer in this situation. Get yourself some help because you don't have to figure it out for yourself. And there's people out there that know how to do this. And so you just want to make sure it's always good. Like, you know, we talk about in finance all the time, Tony, that the best thing you can do to mitigate your risk is get some education and one of the things you can also do is, is have that expert on your side because they'll know what the details are for the state that you're living in. And they'll know about the personal finances, all the questions that you need to ask and, and make sure you don't like like who would think about looking at a survivor benefit for a pension plan. I, I mean, I, that wouldn't be obvious, I don't think, to a person.
0: No, no. But yet it's crucial and critical. I mean, it's it, there's a lot of money uh, riding on just doing that. Uh, And you're not just talking about, uh, when you talk about working with professionals, you're not just talking about attorneys. Isn't that right?
1: Absolutely, Tony. It's financial professionals as well. And, you know, Tony, as we're talking, it just got me thinking, essentially in a divorce, it's very similar in a way to a business at this point, because when you enter into a marriage, you're forming a contract that you're going to work together to build a life. And when that comes to an end for whatever reason, just like you would for a business. Wouldn't you sit down with your business partner and say, well, you know, we tried to make the go of this business. It's not working. Let's look at all of our assets. You would do the same thing. So why would you treat yourself any less than you would a business?
0: That's a really good point. That's a good analogy. I I like that. And that helps you make sense. Okay. Yeah, that's what you would do. Uh, See, if you view it like that, it might make it a little easier to think about it that way. Um, our time is almost up for this segment, Tara. Is there anything else you want to talk about before the break?
1: Well, Tony, I would just say if you're in this situation or you know someone who's in this situation of of looking at a divorce, I would encourage you to reach out and give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242 so you can have that impartial person help you think through and, and look at some of the questions you should be asking and answering and and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think it's been a great show so far. Listeners, stay tuned. We're gonna be right back with more on retirement strategies after or during a divorce here on Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Tara
2: Nolan. You've worked hard over the years to accumulate wealth. You'll probably find it comforting to know that after your death, the assets you leave behind can continue to be a source of support for your family and the causes that are important to you are recognized. To ensure your legacy reaches your heirs as you intend, you must make the proper arrangements now. Call Tara Nolan Advisory Services to find out how your retirement savings plans can be structured to help increase the value of your estate and create a legacy that your family could benefit from. At Tara Nolan Advisory Services, our team can help you potentially protect your legacy for loved ones and provide benefits for charities while avoiding excessive tax burdens. Call Tara Nolan Advisory Services at seven one nine. or visit TaraEnolan.com for all your estate planning needs. Just for calling, we will provide you a complimentary legacy maximizer report, which will illustrate how you can leverage your existing assets to potentially maximize your legacy.
1: Welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. And if you have a question about what we're talking about on today's show, please give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. And definitely visit us online at www.taraenolan.com. While you're there, click on the radio page You can check out some of our previous shows, you know, the other parts of the series for today. We've talked about for couples. We've talked about for single people planning for retirement. Obviously, today we're talking about how to plan for a divorce. And you can also subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify.
0: Right. And I want to encourage our listeners to subscribe if they use Spotify or Apple Podcasts or iTunes, Google Play, something like that you can find the show there. Uh, All they have to do is search for Nolan Financial Radio, and that's N-O-L-A-N, of course. Uh, And today, you're right. You've been talking a lot about retirement strategies for people who are going through uh, a divorce uh, or have gone through a divorce. Uh, So how do you want to kick off our final segment here, Tara?
1: Well, Tony, guess what? We have more good news. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. So, I mean, there's a the Pew Research Center is telling us that divorce rate for people older than 50 has doubled since the 1990s. Wow. And that's that's a lot.
0: That's a and lot. It,
1: it is. And you'd probably guess, you know, the spouse who stayed home to raise the family while the other spouse worked is at particular financial risk during a divorce.
0: Yeah, that's true. That is the situation in a lot of cases. And, you know, it doesn't feel like a stretch to say that divorce is probably especially difficult if you did give up a career to raise a family and therefore have little to no retirement savings of your own or income of your own.
1: It really is, Tony. So one of the first things that you really need to do is to really sit down and redo your budget, because when you factor in the cost of an attorney and the other representatives you're going to work with, because essentially you're going to start building two households instead of one. And so it's it's really easy to see how your ability to save money and maintain your current standard of living can actually be very difficult because I mean that's the thing like how many people in college got roommates right because it's right. just cheaper when you when you have when you're living with somebody else and yep. sharing a lot of those costs and so in, in divorce it's it's a very real fact that probably initially when you just take that budget and divide it in two your standard of living is going to take a hit so you want to make sure you you take a time to do that budget is one of the first things that you're going to look at because that way you can at least deal with the reality because you can't start solving a problem, Tony, until you really have defined it and know what it is.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and probably things like if a lot of things won't change and won't be divided in half. They'll be the same, like utilities, things like that uh, will cost the same as they did when you were a couple. So uh, that's another uh, roadblock or unfortunate thing when it comes to your expenses, uh, you know. And and this strikes me as another opportunity to remind our listeners, if they aren't already, they should be working with a financial professional, right?
1: Uh, you know, I always think so. that's a great idea, Tony. Because the first, the reason people don't want to work with a financial professional is they don't know how much it's going to cost. And so, Tony, I always say that's the first question you should always ask if you're going to work with somebody. How much, how do you get paid? Just ask the question right up front. And, and if it's exorbitant, then, then make a good decision. It's not going to work for you. But a lot of times it's always interesting that you don't pay as much as you think you will. So always ask that question right off the bat, because why would you not take advantage of help if it's not going to cost you that much anyway?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good point. I mean, working with a professional can help you stay on track with a set strategy that's going to suit your risk comfort, right?
1: Absolutely, Tony. And so you, you always want to make sure that you're making those best decisions that you can. And so, you know, the next thing that we want to consider after divorce is getting into or remaining in the labor force. So especially like if you've been the spouse staying at home with the kids, it might be time to, to look at going back and, and getting a job again. And that can be a challenge, right? Because depending on how old the kids are, there may be child care costs, but it's, it's the reality of the situation. So you want to take a look at that. But you know, no matter how the assets are divided, a non-working spouse may need to return to work after the divorce, You know, even if you've been at home for several years. So it's really important to remember that a paycheck is only part of a job's importance because the job, Tony, right, it also provides that opportunity to start building that retirement in terms of a 401k. There's normally insurance, and then you can contribute to your social security benefits. So there's a lot of Good things that go along with the job that you may not think about besides just the paycheck.
0: Yeah, and that's true. If you weren't working, you weren't contributing to Social Security or building up the benefit amount you'll get. And I'm glad you brought up Social Security because uh, that's a big part of this and has to factor in as well.
1: Well, Tony, yeah, I'm willing to bet lunch that Social Security has been on the minds of many of our listeners today, especially yeah. if you're after 50. And if you return to work after a divorce or a long professional break, you may want to consider delaying your social security for as long as possible because the longer you delay, the more that you're gonna get out of it, but it gives you more time to contribute if you had a gap. And so it's a very real thing. And I've had, it's very common, Tony, with a lot of couples that we sit there and go through and look and see how many good years of social security did you have? Because if you're married for at least 10 years, your social security benefit can be determined by your ex-spouse's work history.
0: Oh, really? So there's just
1: a lot of nuances. There's a lot of things that you've got to look at with Social Security and understand about it so that you can make sure you're setting yourself up for success.
0: Well, right. And, And as we've mentioned, I think we mentioned it probably the last two weeks, talking about retirement planning for singles and for couples. And now for people who are divorced or going through a divorce, Social Security is going to be key and you want to maximize it and maximize the amount you're going to get. So when you file becomes a big deal. And I know you have a social security maximization report that you can run. Uh, You run it for your clients. You can run it for our listeners. If they set up a consultation with you, uh, that'll show them the optimal time for them to do it based on their situation, whether they're married or whether they're single. So I, I think that's really good. And And when it comes to maintaining your lifestyle in retirement, a monthly social security payment that's 32% larger, if they wait to file, that's going to be a big deal.
1: Tony, it's going to be a really big deal. So I'm glad you brought up the social security maximization report, because especially for couples where someone has had a large break while they're raising the kids, you definitely want to get that report so that you can be very clear on where you stand. So really good information. So, Tony, another good post-divorce move is to be very prudent about how you handle real estate. So let's say that you had a large home and now you're divorced. You might want to think about uh, selling the house and downsizing to something um, or like a spending on what you're going to be doing with your time. If you're going back to work, you may not have the time to take care of a large yard and it's one of those situations where it's tough because you can have emotional attachments that are driving what should be financial decisions. So, and that's a reality for all of us, but selling your home, Tony, and then using that money to aid your overall retirement strategy can be a good way to utilize that situation because money that's tied up in a house is you can't spend that. So it's just something to think about, about how you want to, want to set yourself up for success. And I'm not saying you have to sell your home, but I'm just saying it's something to consider when you're putting together that larger plan. So does that make sense, Tony?
0: Well, it does. And Tara, I think when I think about divorce, uh, the, one of the first things I think about is, oh, they they have to sell the house and divide the profits if there are any. And I think so many divorced couples do that. Of course, they might end up, one of them might end up being able to keep the house and buying out the other person or, or working something out. But a lot of times in divorce, it's going to uh, require the, the dividing of assets. And the biggest asset most people have is their home. And so that's got to be a huge part of it. I'm glad you brought that up. Any real estate, along with what you've already talked about, retirement accounts, finances, those things have to be looked at. They have to be divided up. You have to figure it out. And I think at the beginning of the show, you talked about open communication and being able to sit down and work that out. Uh, That's key. Sometimes in that situation, it might be harder, uh, easier said than done, I should say. But uh, it's, it's really good if you can do that because you know, it's tough. And boy, when you're talking about an asset as large as a house, you got to figure it out, right?
1: You know, you do, Tony. And I guess it just kind of goes back to that. If you're if you're in this situation, you just, the step one is you just really need to get very clear. And, you know, I'm a big fan of lists and make a list of all the different assets that you have. And then then you can start making decisions about those different assets and say, is it better to to keep this, you know, this property in place, does this make sense or do we need to to downsize? But once you have all of your assets that you're looking at in terms of one picture, then you can start to make decisions that make sense to set you up for success.
0: Right. And you want to make sure that you're doing it correctly, looking at everything you need to, especially regarding retirement accounts and looking at taxes on the things you're dividing up and how that's going to affect each one of you. So great information in today's show, but we're almost out of time. Is there anything else you want to add, Tara, before we have to go today?
1: Well, Tony, for folks listening to today's show, if you have a question about your financial strategy, I would encourage you to visit my website at www.taraenolan.com and definitely call the office and speak to Chris or I to discuss how we can help you answer questions and address your concerns. Because... This is unknown territory in this kind of situation, and what Chris and I like to do is help people prepare for that retirement you've worked so hard for, and there's going to be bumps in the road, Tony, but everything's recoverable.
0: Right. That's right. I think that's really good. Give that phone number one more time.
1: Sure, Tony. The number is 719-210-4242. Give Chris and I a call. We like to help people set themselves up for success.
0: All right, and that does it for today's episode of Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Tara Nolan.
1: Join us soon for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Take care, and we'll talk with you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242